Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning Planning 101. And a very pleasant good Monday morning on KTX KWBY. It is Life Planning 101, and we have Angela Kennedy Robinson with us as usual. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Good Monday morning. And uh, we, of course, have a great topic. Always. As, as always, always, yes. And um, I'm, I'm actually really excited to talk about this today. Uh, not for the fact that it's not a just a pleasant topic to talk about, but I'm excited in the fact that, you know, I think this is something that's not talked about a lot, and yet it has extremely high importance in the lives of everybody. It doesn't matter if you're single, you're married, you're in a second marriage, you're divorced, you're widowed, who you are, it is extremely important to address this, yet hardly anybody does. Or if they do, they've addressed it in a way that it really doesn't solve any issues because they've tried to do the job alone, so to speak. And, you know, we always talk about what people pay us for is the experiences that we've had with, you know, many, many, many other families since 1989. That's, that's virtually what we get paid for is our experiences and our wisdom, you know, that we've gained, not just because of ourselves, but because of working with other people and seeing them through hard times. And not only that, but our clients also share stories with us about things that have happened. It's like, wow, you know, or things that they see. And, you know, we always have this little series of questions that we ask at the end of every appointment. And one of them is, what are you seeing out there that we're not doing that we should be doing? Or what are you seeing that, you know, we're not addressing that we should be addressing? Or is there anything that we can do to make your life simpler? Is there anything that we can do to help you sleep at night? Is there anything, you know, we ask these kind of questions all the time. And the reason why is we we have the, you know, idea that if we don't learn to serve the total needs of the families we work with, someone else will. Right. You know, that's that's in the bottom of our our core being as a business. So we try to do anything and everything and we quarterback and everybody knows that we're not necessarily your surgeon in every area but we're that general doctor to be able to bring in those surgeons when you when you need them right not one one stop doesn't fit all that's exactly right and you know and i think that's that's why this happens so much you know what we're going to be talking about today is people do that one stop fits all or they ask their neighbor how they did it, or they just go by um, what should be done. An example is, let's say you're getting your uh, will done, right? And you name, name your executor. Most people would name who is their primary executor if they're married. Their spouse. Their spouse, right? And who would be the second executor? One of their children. Right. Usually the? Oldest. Exactly. So you just did it right there, okay? And that's what people do doesn't mean it's good doesn't mean it's right and then what happens when you start to blend families and you're in second marriages what happens when you're single and 
your wife or your kids and their wife, they're having financial trouble. And what happens if there's discontent between children? What happens when you're widowed and your memory starts to fail you and you're only talking to your kids ever so often? Are they going to pick up on those things? What's going to happen, right? Yeah. And so what I really want to talk about today is trust. Who do you trust? How do you get yourself to a position that you're taking care of financially, not just physically, not just medically, financially, if something were to start occurring? And, you know, I've got several stories to share with you today, and I hope we're going to have time to get through all of them because there's so many different situations. There's so much variety of the risk behind just what we just said, doing things just a blanket way, right. what you're, what you're supposed to do. And even though in many people believe because I have a will and I have an executor, I have everything taken care of. Uh, very wrong. You have nothing taken care of until you die. Okay. Um, so there's a lot to happen between now and death that you have to think about what is going to happen and how are things going to play out? You know, is everybody going to get along? If you had your will done 20 years ago, you better take a look at it. Oh, yeah. Any legal documents. There is so much that's changing on a regular basis, legally. I mean, you think about how much is pushed out in Washington, okay? How much regulation has changed. If you're in any kind of industry, you know that. So just imagine your own personal legal documents. You know, there's so many things that have to change, and your wills can be outdated, absolutely. Um, You know, but everything can be outdated. And what spawned this conversation today i was reading a a magazine and it was actually a point in there about who do you trust you know who do you trust and that was the title of the article and it was talking about just this of who can you trust right so that was the first thing kind of got my in my head spinning the second thing was i'm interviewing attorneys in colorado right now We've got a client that needs a good attorney. So I'm interviewing this. This is the third one I've talked to. Well, they also have this other business that they use. And they said, this business is exploding on me. And I'm spending less and less time doing estate plans. And I'm spending more and more time being the trusted fiduciary for an individual. Because they can't trust their kids. Because they can't trust the second spouse because they're an individual they're divorced they're widowed whoever right and it's becoming a huge business so you know what does that mean exactly and is that a right fit right is that is that something that people need to consider and i don't necessarily think that it always is it probably 99 percent of the time it's not but what is the right fit how do you address those things and what we're talking about is if you became mentally incapacitated if you spend a life building your legacy and you have a couple million dollars of net worth or 10 million or 20 million or even a million are you going to trust somebody fully by handing that over to them and who's that somebody going to be when we come back right here on life planning 101 Segment two, Life Planning 101. Angela has great information talking off the air. Yeah, I was about to say, I know, we just get to, I mean, you get to go in on the subject and there is no stopping because um, when you start realizing the reality of what can happen, it's unbelievable. And, you know, we're just talking about someone developing dementia. 
And it's extremely important, you know, to have things in place before that occurs. Because how many times have you heard horror stories of people that have dementia and they turn everything over to the person that was taking care of them? Or they do this or they do that. And this happens all the time. All the time. And so, you know, we hear this word elder abuse a lot. And it's real. And, you know, we had someone on, on the show from Texas Bank, um, when was that, a few months ago, and they were talking about the primary person that does this is a family member Mm -hmm. and i know that sounds sickening it sounds disheartening but you know it's true we actually watched it and we had to basically stand by and do nothing we had a lady she lost her husband and the hospital messed up terribly they didn't read his charts and gave him a medication that killed him Mm. and um so it was an early death we'll put her into a state of depression that she really never came out of and so she basically just handed it off to her son which was the oldest son and um said just take care of it and she had a son and two daughters and well son ends up moving her into a house that's on his property like a little mother-in-law house right and in order to do that, he all of a sudden wanted to pull out $250,000 out of the account to redo said house and his house to accommodate mom. And then this occurred that they needed a new vehicle because they were going to have to travel with mom. And then we needed this, we needed this, we needed this. By the end of the day, they drained the estate down to about $150,000. And that's all the other two girls were going to split with the son at the end of the day and it was about a three million dollar estate wow so you know you think about and 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 you sit there and watch it and you're like you can do nothing because here he is the durable power of attorney we have no we have no ability to do anything in that type of we can't stop that 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 is that is just and we just sit there and watch it right and just pray you know and and of course you know a guy's a snake in the grass obviously you know and it just makes you sick but that is your own son that's doing that to you and that that you know i always say it's where trust gets tricky right because you you don't really know until you know and I, i often think that you know sometimes you may raise your kids the right way and you may believe everything is great about them but you know you said it off air terry what if one of them gets kicked in the head by a horse and they're never the same again right all of a sudden they got a screw loose and they're named the durable power of attorney on everything you know what they can do anything they want that is right they can disinherit your other children yeah you're talking about the son doing it to the mother not only did he do it to the mother but he did it to his own sisters he did it to his own sisters is exactly right and you know and i nobody wants that nobody wants that so you know how do you avoid that how do you overcome that right and i want to tell you a little story about a lady named ann and you know she lost her husband many years ago and she still had four kids they were all teenagers at home the guy worked in the oil field so he was very successful good news is he had lots of life insurance Um, Everything was in place, you know, to be able to take care of her, send the kids to school. They were in wonderful financial shape, no problem. Well, years after the kids had got out of college, she finally found somebody, right? And which was great. You know, you you always think, but the guy didn't have a penny to his name. So, of course, there's first red flag that pops up, and the kids are obviously weary of this guy, and his name was Cliff, and they just didn't know exactly how to to handle this situation and so they encourage mom to get a prenup well here's something i'm gonna tell you we've had a second marriage couple in our office with a preacher basically begging them to get a prenuptial and the preacher saying no 
Okay, so I want to put this out here because <laughs> if you think you can wait until right before a marriage to start planning a second marriage or a third marriage, think again. Because the little stars are floating in the sky. Love birds are singing. You don't hear anything. It happens. It happens whether you're 60, 70. We've seen 78-year-old people do this, okay? Little love birds floating around. Right. And all reason of thought goes out the window. A preacher gets involved. Oh, it's even worse, right? And I, I mean, here I am. I'm a Christian woman, you know, <laughs> but I also believe in prudent concern. And I believe what mom and dad built doesn't necessarily mean it's automatically new husbands, right? Because some new husbands aren't necessarily good people. Right. So, you know, how do you protect that? And here's a, here's a situation that they said, nope, we're not doing that. Okay, so then even after the marriage, kids keep encouraging mom, why don't you set up a trust? Why don't you keep these assets separate? You know, dad had this few million dollars. We, we want to keep this separate. Y'all stayed married 10 years. You know, you can rework it or whatever you want to do. But, you know, let's make sure that everything's taken care of. Well, nothing ever happened. Couldn't get anything done. Here, Cliff became the durable power of attorney, became the executor on the will. All of these things went into play. And... Few years down the road, kids finally just said, "Well, maybe he is a good guy. He's staying with mom, you know. No biggie, no biggie, no biggie." So they just gave up on it, right? And she got Alzheimer's. So after a couple years, she was unmanageable. They had to do what most people do: memory care center, and they had to go in there. And of course, it was very burdensome on Cliff to be able to take care of her. He couldn't do it; very taxing, right? And so they put him in care and kids at that time said, Cliff, why don't you let us come get mom and dad's stuff out of the house? You know, the rings, the this, the that. He refused. He wouldn't let the kids in the house at all. Furniture, family, anything, nothing. And furthermore, wasn't long after that, he, of course, and they didn't know this whole time, he had been draining the accounts, every single one of them, draining them down, draining them down. His last act is he left his wedding ring on mom's bedside table in the nursing home and never has been seen again. You talk about a horror story. Yeah. That is the long con, isn't it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the long con. But, you know, it happens. Second marriages, blended families, huge risk. And even imagine that they had all gotten along and there was no issues of that. But mom and dad had both died. And now you're dealing with two sets of kids. They never really spent much time together growing up. They don't have any kind of bonded relationships, so to speak, to be able to work through issues. What happens then? How does that work? Who gets in the house? Who gets what? Whew. <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that, I mean, something we don't think about, right? right. We, we don't like to think about it. We just do things the way that maybe our parents did or the way we think we should need to do it. Just like you played that little game with me at the beginning of the show, right? You know, I said, who do you normally name? Who do you normally name? And we do it that way. And we don't give it a second thought. But when we don't give it a second of thought, this is what happens. When we come back, more you want to hear when trust gets tricky. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Great information, and Angela has a lot more to get to. Yes, that is right. And I don't think we're going to get through all of it. But, you know, this is such a, a fascinating topic because, you know, like I mentioned, people don't want to discuss it, 
but they need to discuss it and they need to have someone helping them because if you try to do the job alone when it comes to this and you don't know what you're doing i mean there's so many questions i mean we're sitting here rattling off questions during the break of things i mean there's so many little caveats we need a longer break (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's so many little caveats that this is called fringe benefits right Right. so this gets discounted (laughs) off the the bill um um, you know when you think about it there's a lot that goes into this it's not just naming someone we were talking about titling during the break not naming someone at all has also got its repercussions. A client shared with us not long ago, a couple of years ago, about a cousin of theirs that was up in Ohio. And she was single, did not have any children, nothing. And so uh, she started to develop dementia. Well, the neighbor noticed it. And they couldn't find a nearest relative. So they named the neighbor the power of attorney. Drained her. She had a second home in North Carolina. Took, I mean sold the home took the money ran with it i mean everything that could have happened bad happened with this scenario and she was a multimillionaire, so you know he had plenty of money to be able to go after but she couldn't protect herself she had dementia right right there's nothing you could do when it gets to that point so you know making sure you have those documents we call them the living legals there's i actually know this for a fact that there's not a word as legals and um you know microsoft office because i've written it several times in summary letters that we send out to clients saying you need to get your living legals these are just as important if not more important than your wills because they take care of you Okay, it's the difference between you being able to stay at home in your house and have care versus having to go into a Medicaid facility. And in her case, it was, you know, or you think about we had uh, another situation and this one I think was even worse uh, because we sat there and watched this same thing happen. We did report it as elder abuse. Someone in the church, all of a sudden, new durable power of attorney. She's going into care. All of a sudden, no kids, no husband, nothing. Someone from her church and taking 22000 a month out of her accounts to give her care when she has long-term care insurance that's paying for. By the way, my grandmother was in the same facility as her. I knew what the cost was. I knew what was supposed to be happening. And he could not justify the expenses every time he asked him to. That's about all we could do was ask him to justify the expenses so we could have it on our records. And it would get mad and mad and mad. And so we finally reported it. He moved the money to his brother. It was a bad situation. This has been somebody that was a client, you know, for 15 years. And so this is one of those experiences that we had never had that we had to learn by going through, unfortunately, to know, okay, anybody that has no kids that's an individual, we are no longer going to let them just pick some willy-nilly person, there's going to be a backup person. That backup person is going to be some type of private fiduciary, private trustee that's going to be able to take care of these things. And I tell you what, you know, in Texas, you'll find attorney after attorney tells you you don't need a living trust. I'll fight that all day long on this accord because here's the deal. If she would have had a trust with a trustee that went in enactment when all this occurred, that never would have happened never would have happened it's not just about estate planning it's about being able to protect yourself and take care of yourself and you know you have attorneys out there that say that see that you know you hear oh well you don't have an estate tax problem you don't have this well probably the biggest risk that you have is second marriages and divorces 
not only for your kids or grandkids, but for you, Right. you know, and protecting yourself and come to find out, by the way, this was also an accountant at Enron. So <laughs> you have a bad track record, right? <laughs> but you know, we don't think about these things. We don't realize that someone from our church could damage us like that. Someone like our kids could damage us like that. So a second marriage. I mean, how heartbreaking so who is do you that? Trust? So who do you trust? That's the big key, right? And how do you be able to take care of it? And we always put backstops in place. Um, you know, one of the things that we set up with any type of estate plan is that backstop. And what, what we say is, okay, you're either going to need a trustee or that fiduciary type person in place when this fails because there's usually one person there's usually one very trusted person and that's completely fine as long as that person is sound to mind and as long as that person fits the mold meaning that they don't have the family dynamic risk what do I mean by that? Good Christmases and Thanksgivings, right? Because if you have a family dynamic risk, then you need to take it out of the equation at all. Usually after mom and dad are gone, it needs to go straight to some type of private trustee, private fiduciary. And that's a really hard thing to find. Um, I, I'll tell you this. I've even seen banks take advantage of people. And we have one. We went to court over. It was a trust two kids that had gotten this trust from mom and the bank this is no joke was charging about three and a half percent in fees on this trust three and a half percent it was eating up the trust and by the time we got a hold of it which by the way was during 2002 right you remember the market in 2001 2002 2003 okay in the middle of 2002 it had been losing it like if you think about it, if you take money out while the down market right, right you're actually like double dipping on the downside it was unrecoverable Okay, so you think because it's a bank that makes it okay. Well, actually, banks sometimes have the worst situation, and I know our first financial is going to be killing me for saying this on the radio show. But when you have your own trustee, one thing that they don't that has not been set in regulation is is being able to invest a certain amount in your own stock or invest a certain amount in your own this or your own that. And there's also there's a lot of double dipping. There's a lot of you don't have that what I would call a non biased relationship between the trustee and what's held inside the trust and that has to exist if it doesn't exist you're at risk just because that bank's allowed to be able to do basically anything they want what do you think they want you to do with that money that's in there invest in their own stock sure. right okay so that happens all the time and i cannot tell you how much it happens plus when you pay corporate type of fees you're boxed you're like buying a happy meal it's going to be x amount no matter what you do so way we were able to get that trust out of those hands was we had to go to court and we threw it out on the table and he said whoop took him two seconds knock it out find him a private trustee so you need that level that private trustee doesn't have to necessarily be a corporate trustee it can be a private trustee that's fit for your unique situation and there's all kinds out there you know there's people that are fit for that more family office there's people that are fit for more family office client where you've got 25 30 million more for that 10 to 20 million and then there's people that's fit for 5 to 10 million and there's people fit from 1 to 5 and there's people fit for under 1 right so to answer your question there is no one size fits all 
And I think that's where I have to say people have to get help with this. It's not something you can just lob up in the air and hope you got right. Yeah. You just don't throw it up against the wall and hope it sticks. That's exactly right. So right here on Life Planning 101, if you want any more information on this, be sure you visit us at kennedy-financial.com. There's going to be a great article in our weekly life lessons this week you don't want to miss. Uh, Don't miss us next week. We're going to be talking about family businesses. Great topic uh, right here. (laughs) Um, But everyone have a great week. God bless you. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.